It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Wednesday. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. Lots to get to today. I'm James Erpine. As always, you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Look, man. Wherever you, I said iTunes twice, but wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Locked On Bengals podcast. Also. LockedOnBengals.com, the place to be, where we have a team of writers that are writing a bunch of stuff. Uh, a bunch of stuff. And it's it's interesting. Right now I'm looking, uh, and Deepak Kumar wrote an article about Cordy Glenn and looked at the numbers and why Cordy Glenn is going to have an immediate impact in the running game. Um, a Locked On prospe- uh, Bengals prospect spotlight includes James Daniels, includes Isaiah Wynn. Both, I think, will be considered with the 21st pick that the Bengals take um, that and so much more along with every podcast at LockedOnBengals.com. And you can also subscribe to notifications from LockedOnBengals.com. Do that. If you're new to the podcast, basically, I'm James Erpine. I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And this is your daily Bengals fix. Every single day, we talk Bengals. Yesterday, we talked Russell Bodine. The day before that, we, we talked all things offseason with Joe Goodberry and Andrew Hawkins. And... We're just going to do everything we can to get you all set for the draft, to get you all set for the offseason. And there's two things I want to ask today. The first one, what was your favorite offseason move that the Bengals have made so far? Was it moving on from someone, maybe Russell Bodine signing with the Bills? Was it the trade for Cordy Glenn? Was it the Bengals keeping Tyler Eifert? Was it something else? At James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. The reason I ask that is I, and whether you realize it or not, I listen to our guests and think about what our guests say. And one thing that Andrew Hawkins said when he was on with me on Monday, and you heard him here on this podcast, a former Bengal, now works for ESPN, worked, played for the Browns as well. He said his favorite offseason move from the Bengals was keeping Tyler Eifert. Here's Andrew Hawkins. The one I liked the most was the fact that they retained Tyler Eifert. Agreed. Like, that was that was a big one for me because I think Tyler is another one of those very special talents. He's had a string of bad luck over the last couple of seasons. But I'm, I'm, I'm praying and I'm hoping that he's 100% healthy and he can get back out there to show guys, like, you know, how special he was because his trajectory as a tight end, man, he was, he was and is just as talented as a Gronk. You know, and, and I think he makes the players around him better because he opens up the field for guys like AJ where you can't just shift the coverage to him. And for a guy like Andy, it helps him have weapons in different parts of the field and it makes him a better player. So of all the things that they've done this offseason, that, that was the one I'm most excited about. You can listen to that entire interview with Andrew back on, uh, on Monday's show, on Monday's podcast. And I, I agree with him that it's exciting. Now, is it my favorite move? No, my favorite move has been the Cordy Glenn trade. Because I know Tyler Eifert doesn't grow on trees, but by God, I wasn't sure there was a left tackle that the Bengals could have gotten. That That is the, the caliber of player that Cordy Glenn is when he's healthy. And he's been healthy for the majority of his career. He's had some issues. By the way, 
we had an injury expert locked on Bengals.com, and there's a good write-up by Joel Chandler. You could check it out. Weighs in on Eifert's injury history, on John Ross's injury history, and on Cordy Glenn's injury history. But that was the move I liked the most. But I'm going to put a poll question up. There's a link to this as well at LockedOnBengals.com, also at LockedOnBengals on Twitter. What was your favorite offseason move? And I'll give you an other option where you could chime in. And we'll revisit it this week. Heck, I think, and I want to get into this just in a few minutes here on the podcast, I think they shouldn't be done. I think they should go after someone else. And it involves money, and it also involves a guy I've talked about on the podcast, but he's still available, and there's a reason he's still available. And I think it's just something that if you're the Bengals, you've got to go after. And I'll explain why coming up in just a few minutes. But but ultimately, this team has made solid offseason moves. That doesn't mean I'm sipping the Kool-Aid that they're different. It doesn't mean that I, I think they willingly let Russell Bodine go. Because according to reports, they tried to retain him. But sometimes things happen and they ended up being end up being blessings. <laughs> sometimes stuff happens, and even though in, in your mind you think, oh, we need to keep this guy who's started every game for us since he, he came into the league. I get it. I, I get that end of it with Russell Bodine. I also think that he wasn't good. <laughs> like the last thing you want is a coworker that shows up every day that sucks or is below average. I'd much rather have a, a quality player that plays 70% of the time, a quality coworker that's here 80% of the time than one that's just annoying and gets me in a bad mood. I'll be honest. That's me. Might not be everybody, might not be the Bengals. So I think it was a blessing in disguise yesterday with Russell Bodine. But overall, this offseason, they've filled the left tackle need. They've made Cedric Obwehi expendable. And honestly, I think I would try him at guard opposite Clint Bowling. I would let him compete for the guard spot along with whatever draft pick, if you draft the guard, along with guys like Alex Redman. I also would move, and seriously, a Christian Westerman. I would try him at center, and it's something Joe Goodberry mentioned to me late in the year last year. I think it was actually mid-year when they were just getting torched offensive line-wise. And they tried question Westerman late and not at center, but at guard. And there was some good, good stuff that he did. To me, I would try him at center because then maybe he's the veteran center, so to speak, and you could go along with him in in, in one of the the ones you draft, whether that's a a James Daniels or a guy mid-round. Or Billy Price, who every Bengals fan seems to love because they're also Ohio State fans. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you vote in that. What offseason move do you like the most? There's been a lot of them. Even an underrated one, and he wasn't good, but heck, he might make the team. He might be able to contribute, depending. He might be a decent backup. Bobby Hart from the Giants. It's underrated, in my mind, because people are like, oh, he sucked in New York. Sure. But just because he sucked in New York doesn't mean he's just going to be awful here. Maybe he is. Low risk. Maybe he's competent and becomes a backup for you. And if you get a competent backup for league minimum, that's that's pretty good. So underrated move there potentially for a team desperate for offensive linemen. Uh, up next on the Locked on Bengals podcast, we're going to dive into one player. He's a tackle. That the Bengals should go after in free agency. That. But first, a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Check out LockedOnBengals.com. And by the way, opening day if you're a baseball fan for the Reds, if you're a Reds fan, by the way. Opening day is eight days away. So do me a favor. 
check out the Locked on Reds podcast. I tweet out links to it all the time. You, you can uh, subscribe to that on Google Play, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and, and check that out as well. It's a, a 10 to 20-minute podcast that keeps you up to date on Reds baseball. So check that out as well. So we got Locked on Reds covered. We also got you covered with the Bengals here. Locked on Bengals and the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm James Rapine. Great to have you in today on the Locked on Bengals podcast. And one thing I did for LockedOnBengals.com was an off-season plan. Here are the guys that could address needs. Here are the, the money I expect them to get. Here's the potential contracts they would get. Here's who I would sign out of these guys to help the Bengals win in 2018. And Cordy Glenn was mentioned. They made that move. Other guys that I had mentioned, and there's a bunch of them, from receivers to, to centers, a lot of them are off the board, out of the market now. John Sullivan signed with the Rams again, which sucks, honestly, because if John Sullivan was out there right now, he's a center, he was there last year, he would be perfect. You could sign him, and you could draft one, which was part of my offseason plan, and it would be the perfect way to upgrade from Russell Bodine, get a guy in Sullivan with experience who's 32 years old, who has a year or two left, he showed it last year, and you get the center of the future. Instead, Sullivan went off the market right before Bodine, and the Bengals clearly, it didn't seem like, expressed a ton of interest in him. One player that I would go after, and he met with the Cowboys, he's still available, and I think he's the only available player left uh no Terrell Pryor is available but it doesn't seem like now that Brandon LaFell they've opted in essentially to his one million dollar option I think that's going to happen um but one player that's still available is Cameron Fleming and Cameron Fleming is a right tackle and he played well last year for the New England Patriots and I'm looking here at my offseason report and I talked about Nate Solder I talked about all these guys but Cameron Fleming's still available he's still out there and obviously we saw what Nate Solder got. This is why I like Cameron Fleming so much is because I thought he could be had for less than some of these guys and be a plug-and-play. This is what I said. Signing Fleming, would, signing Fleming, if I could read, signing Fleming would give them a plug-and-play right tackle entering his prime. The best part about this signing is the flexibility it gives the organization. They can add another proven commodity to the offensive line before the draft. They already did that now and Cordy Glenn. Cameron Fleming would man the right tackle spot. Left tackle spot, Cordy Glenn. You'd have an instant upgrades at the tackle positions. Huge upgrades. He's still available. He's still available. It is March 21st. 
We're talking about second wave of free agency now. I projected that he would get a four-year, $25 million deal. Six to six and a half million per. Roughly that. I don't know if he'll get that anymore. Even so, he's 25 years old. I think he'll be 26 when the season starts. That's exactly the type of guy I would want. He'd fill a need, gives them the flexibility. Think about it. They'd be spending 15, maybe 16 million in that range. Let's go as high as 17 million, depending on the kind of contract. 17 million on Cordy Glenn and Cameron Fleming. 17 million. You combine that with Andy Dalton, you're looking at around 34 million. Meanwhile, I'm, I, I live in a world where Kirk Cousins, who's maybe a, a slightly better Andy Dalton, making 28 million. If you build around Andy, this is how you do it. To me, it would be perfect. He's still available. I don't even know if he'll get six million per this year. Maybe he gets four, four and a half. So if I'm the Bengals, I jump on uh, Cameron Fleming right now. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I'd call him. He visited Dallas. No, don't let him bring him up here. Hey, Cameron, we're going to plug you here. We're going to put you next to Cordy Glenn. We're going to draft the center, whether it's Billy Price whether it's a guy like James Daniels, whether it's Frank Ragnow, whether it's the kid, uh, Will Clapp, I think it is, from LSU. There's a bunch of different centers that they could get. And then you let up Wehe and Fisher, come and, and, and not just those two. I'm, I'm Redmond, Westerman, compete for that guard spot on the opposite side of Clint Bowling. Just like that, your offensive line. It's a lot like the Vikings last year. Your offensive line, completely different than it was a year ago. A lot better. And it really gives it would give them a realistic chance in my mind to make the playoffs. A realistic chance just by doing that. Because they would get a good center in the draft. Their worst offensive linemen, like their worst ones, whether it's a boy he or Fisher, would be their backup right tackle. Their backup left tackle. Their starters from a year ago would be their backups. And who knows? I already mentioned Bobby Hart, maybe he could end up emerging as their backup. I, I mean, that instantly becomes – and the other thing here, if you really want to get crazy, what if Isaiah Wynn from Georgia, who can play right tackle as well, is there at 21? Then you're talking about really changing your offensive line for the better. And the reason you can do that is because you spend some money in free agency. I like their offseason moves. I want to know which ones are your favorite. LockedOnBengals.com, at LockedOnBengals on Twitter. With that said, signing Cameron Fleming, I'm all about it. Check him out. Look him up. Check out my offseason report. It's still up there, LockedOnBengals.com. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll have Joe Goodberry on this week to continue our draft coverage. I do need to get Solomon Tentman. I want to wait until he takes a look at Billy Price because you guys love Billy Price. Once he does that, we'll get him on the podcast and talk offensive linemen. Until then... I'm James Rapine. We'll chat tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.